I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog, with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Hey, Cindy, how are you? I'm good, Christian. How are you? I'm well. I, I, it's, I'm always happy to see you right back here. I'm always happy to be right back here. What are we, what are we talking about today? Uh, today we are going to talk about two songs, obviously, um, after the wine wears off and insomniac Mm -hmm. insomniac was a Billy Pilgrim release back in 1992 and 94. There are two versions of it. That must mean you really like that song. Uh, no, it was just, it was the best song I wrote and they just recorded it twice. (laughs) Well, Somebody loved it, right? Somebody loved it. Somebody loved it. So what I'm telling you is the distance between these songs is legitimately 20 something years. The, you know, the distance between the songs is somebody who can drink alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. It's it's more than 21 years. Excellent. I was going to start you with a dad joke again. Oh, okay. Yeah. These are really bad ones. Are you ready? I'm ready. I made a pencil with two erasers. It was pointless. <laughs> oh my gosh. Went to the doctor today. He told me I was going deaf. News was really hard for me to hear. <laughs> don't you don't know, know really what to do with me, do you? No, I don't. Okay. Oh, what? No, I don't. <laughs> Okay, this is worse. You ready? This will redeem you. My son was chewing on electrical cords, so I had to ground him. <laughs> He's doing better currently and conducting himself properly. Just made my eye twitch. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, I don't know why I get so much joy. It's like I'm annoying my kids, but, uh, you know, across a podcast. Uh, you're assuming they're listening uh, yeah they are not listening (laughs) which is probably good for this one because they they're gonna learn stuff if they do um so the first song here off uh this one's off 52 is after the wine wears off i wrote this song with brett james and andrew roberts one afternoon and brett james sang it down when we were playing it and it's just unbelievable. That guy can freaking sing. Yeah. So I have been ashamed that I haven't gotten anywhere near the way he sings it when I'm doing it. Um, but I have to say, this is one of, one of my favorite songs. I play it often when I can. And um, I introduce it the same way as this is a song to talk you out of being my girlfriend. <laughs> and you feel like, you needed a PSA for that. <laughs> well, it's the kind of thing where it's like musicians are just hard to love. Well, they're probably not hard to love. They're hard to like live with forever because we are a special breed, you know, and especially people who write songs or make stuff up. It probably works for filmmakers too. everything. But in this case, I was literally just waving you off (laughs) 
like, hey, look, I know this seems like a good idea, but it's just not a good idea. And as wonderful and charming as this next bottle of wine might be, it's just, I'm telling you now that my experience is this ends in heartache, right? And <laughs> every time I play the song, it attracts more people <laughs> than, it, than it pushes away. Because <laughs> they want to fix you. Oh, gosh. You're, you're broken. My little musician is broken and they want to fix it. Oh, Lord. I am I am not a house that I mean, that needs flipping. <laughs> <laughs> Nor am I a car that needs a mechanic. You're not a project. No, I'm not a project. But um, it's an interesting way to, to talk about all that. And what's what's fun is that truly... It the psychology of it makes it a, an incredibly sexy song, because I don't know. I actually I don't know why I'm a man, so I, I don't know why when you tell someone, especially a woman who's interested in you, look, I'm a really bad idea. Um, that is just like catnip, like they're just oh my god, you're a bad idea, and tonight bad ideas are what's on my menu. You know, you're like, why is this happening? Maybe they think you're being vulnerable and humble with them. So they're attracted to those qualities instead of the truth telling part of it. (laughs) I put it in a song so you can hit play over and over again until you get it. As a reminder. As a reminder. Uh, This is uh, After the Wine Wears Off. Let me save you a little heartache Take some trouble off your hands Just a bad idea and a black leather jacket Girl, you gotta understand That as much as I want to Take you home and lay you down It's a long way from laughing at a quarter to three Till that Georgia sun comes up And I promise you, baby, you ain't gonna be with me After the wine Just can't help but dream about The things I'd love to do to you There ain't nothing good We're ever gonna find At the bottom, bottle number two
Till that Georgia sun comes I told you. So I think that you have to tell people why you're a bad idea. You wrote a whole song about it. I think they need some bullet points. Bullet points? They need bullet points. <laughs> Don't date me because. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that really um, there's a point as a, a person who writes and creates where I, I create and I the older I get, the more I understand that I don't know where it comes from. I think it, I think it's me being really smart or I think it's me being inspired, but the more I figure it out, the less I know about it. The, and I see a lot of artists that are friends of mine adapt to this information in different ways. They, 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 a lot of them will, will go drink a lot. Some of them will even, you know, do drugs, they'll smoke a lot of pot or whatever, anything to disassociate from this um, strangeness of creating. And um, so many times you'll meet artists that, <laughs> or writers that seem like untreated ADHD or something, you know, like <laughs> you're like, how are you surviving? How do you even tie your shoe? And other ones that are so charming that you're like, how in the world do you have a single struggle in your life? You know, because they've adapted to this sort of uh, creator's lifestyle. And I- I've always been concerned. My brother said it um, best one time I heard him talk about this. He was, it was somebody he was dating. He's like, I don't know if I can tell her that if music was a woman, I would marry her. And which means you're going to be second. Yeah. Right. And, and maybe that's what I'm getting at in that song, which is, Hey, there's a thing here and I don't know how to control it. And I don't know what it is, but it, it, it has dictated most of my life and it probably will dictate more. There's more to come, but, uh, it is a, a calling that I have to follow. And while I would love for you to be here and fo- you know, while I'm following it, um, it, it doesn't mean that you're my calling. So if, the, if that's the easier way to, to give you a straight up, here's your bullet point, you know, enter at your own risk is what I say. <laughs> I'm never going to love you as much as I love music. Well, I cannot, I can't say that because it's maybe that's not true, but, um, the unconscious pull of what happens, uh, that might be to uh, someone's heart also is to this music. Yeah. So I do know very well how to be romantic. It's just sometimes with a guitar. <laughs> See, well, which brings us 
to the why I connected this song to Insomniac. So, um, if you don't know, and you may not know, because you may you are in a different genre, but um, my first band, like big band, that I was in was with my my friend Andrew Hira. We were signed out of Atlanta to Atlantic Records in New York as Billy Pilgrim, and one of the first uh, songs that I had written in Billy Pilgrim that became uh, popular is a song called Insomniac. And it was on um, an independent release that we had had early in like 1992. And then it was one of the songs that helped get us signed along with one of Andrews and well, a couple of Andrews. And um, when we, we recorded it, it has really withstood the test of time. Like still today, when we play the song, it, 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 it has value that you don't think a song when you wrote when you were 22 should have, you know, but I, I, I do remember writing it. I was in this little like two bedroom condo on Scott Boulevard, right down from a stoplight where a lot of people get into crashes. And, uh, I had flipped my schedule around where I was up a lot because we were playing late at night at the bar. And then we, I would want some food and then I would try to, you know, get myself to sleep. And I was watching like Columbo consistently in the middle of the night. <clears throat> and I got myself to a place where, um, I was awake all night and then sleeping during the day. And I wrote a song that year called insomniac sitting at the end of my bed, wishing that, uh, what it wishing for what it would be like if I ever found the right one. And I, 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 I imagined or fantasized that the way I would know the right one was here was because I could finally sleep. So that story is why you have to have a song like after the wine wears off, because when you tell that story about insomniac, about wishing for the right one so you can sleep, that's why they all come running. (laughs) This is an ongoing problem I've had since I was 22 is what you're telling me. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Women have been trying to fix you for 21 years. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I'm so sorry, everyone. (laughs) Oh, anyway. So, uh, here is a, a nice little 22 year old Christian Bush, um, singing to you from London, from London. This is where I recorded this particular vocal, I believe was in London. All right, here goes. Clock, I breathe in on the tick Out on the tower 
state my previous point about that song is why you have to have the first song <laughs> okay i'm pretty sure all of the women agree with me that yeah that's <laughs> that's it what do you what do you think about a 22 year old christian now as i sit as a 52 year old christian i think that i mean honestly your voice hasn't changed i mean it's it's pretty much still weirdly me. Right? It's still you. Now, um, what you all can see is that I'm looking at photos of a 21 year old Christian on his phone, and he does look a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, I have, my hair and my daughter's hair right now are very similar. Like I had long blonde hair. It's precious. <laughs> it's absolutely precious. Oh, oh so you know something really unbelievably strange about this? What all is um. This song actually later, uh, after Billy Pilgrim 
Uh, we stopped working at exactly the time Sugarland started. So somewhere in uh, 2001, right? And somewhere in the mid 90s or late 90s, uh, a barbershop quartet at one of the Northeastern schools adapted Insomniac into a barbershop arrangement. And then those guys, it traveled by word of mouth to each other. And so now it is a thing that, you know, acapella groups all over the world sing Insomniac. I can totally believe that. Um, I love harmony. And that was one of the things about that song that, that really stuck out was the opportunity for that. It was, it's so crazy. And it's like a rabbit hole that one night I had a little, maybe too much wine and I started going on YouTube over the pandemic and I was like, let's see what, what I can find. And I was shocked. I mean, there are people everywhere singing this song and they have no idea it's me. I mean, I'm sure they don't because it doesn't say it. And because it wasn't official, it's just something that has happened. Um, it is somewhat common for people who are fans of acapella music to uh, never put two and two together. Like occasionally I'll have somebody say something. Well, how does that feel to realize that the song that you wrote in your youth? I, hopefully it's helping boys get girlfriends. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how you were going to say that. I, I, I don't know. I can see I, it. I can see I it can working see it in your head. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just think it's uh, it's a lesson that you make it and you put it out there and you, you it's no longer yours. It belongs to the listener more than it even belongs to you. And um, that's just great. It's it's great about music is and one of the reasons why I want to just keep doing it because you never know. You have no idea who needs what song and when they need it. For sure. When you wrote Insomniac, was there something in you at that time that made you go, well, this one's special? Or was it just another song? I think, uh, I, I think there was, there was something that was really true about it, you know, uh, about where I was at the time. And, and I, I liked how it, it, it it tonally sits and, and, and you'll hear even in the back of that recording, that was Emily Sellers from the Indigo girls. It was also Ellis Paul. I'd met him and he, he, we used to get everybody to sing on our records, you know, as guests, but without the feature right. <laughs> that, that is so popular now. Um, but I, I think I really enjoyed it, but very quickly I realized that audiences enjoyed it. Like whenever we'd play it, it sounded good. Andrew and I had really tight harmonies on that. He has such a great voice and he holds this long note at the end. And it was always a, a showstopper, you know, for, for a very long time. Even now we still end our Billy Pilgrim shows with that song. Um, but it, 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 while it was never officially a single, it did, just like uh, get me out of here. I think this was our second number one on AAA. Oh, wow! At the time, and um, off that first album, it was a an introduction. So it was very early on. It was a very um, innocent stumble of my first foray into popular music on the radio. Now I love this pairing because you know it's almost like you know. 
mature Christian is sending a, you know, a note to, you know, 21 year old Christian. It's like, well, you know, it gets better. Yeah. Also keep telling them the truth. Keep telling them the truth. (laughs) They're not going to listen, but keep trying. Just understand you're going to get your heart broke, man. And it's, and you're going to break a few, but it, it, it just keep going. Don't, I would tell myself, don't give up. Never give up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, this has been a fun one. Yeah, I like it. All right. We'll see everybody next time. Hey, everybody. Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 52thepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52. Also, remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening, and please join us next week.